You're listening to the DNB Supply Show podcast, your number one resource for living the country lifestyle. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, coming to you from my place in the country to yours. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the DNB Supply Show. This is your host, Matt Breckwald. Thank you so much for joining us here again today. Well, I'll tell you what, this show is just a thrill for me because I get to do so many interesting interviews and profile things that are near and dear to my heart and hopefully to yours as well. So continuing with the theme of this month, we're going to be talking all about 4-H today. Now, our first interview is with Dr. Jim Lindstrom. He's coming to us from the University of Idaho, and he is the 4-H Youth Development Program Director for University of Idaho Extension. And we're going to talk all about kind of the big picture of what 4-H is how it works, and what it looks like. It'll be specific to the state of Idaho in terms of what it looks like, but this model is replicated all throughout the United States. And then following Dr. Lindstrom, we're going to be talking with Debbie Lauber, who also works for the University of Idaho Extension, but down in Caldwell, Idaho, and she is just so present in all of the different events that I get to go to because my daughter participates in a 4-H club here locally. And I always see her there working tirelessly, but with tons of enthusiasm and really inspiring and motivating these kids. I thought, who better than Debbie to have on and to kind of explain what goes on behind the scenes, both throughout the year and then at the crunch time of the year at the county fair and and all of that. So she'll be coming on in our second segment. And I think we've got a great show for you to help you understand what 4-H is, how it all works, and how you can be involved if you'd like to make a positive impact with youth. So we'll have that coming up to you here in just a moment. Jim, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for coming on today. Oh, you bet, Matt. Appreciate you calling. Hey, you know, I no problem at all. And I want to say thank you as well for what you do with the 4-H and with youth development and all of that. Uh, you know, we need people that devote their careers to this type of thing. And so I don't know if people say thank you to you very much, but I want to. I appreciate that. That's great. It's uh, it's been a great career, and I love working 4-H programs. And I understand you're a graduate of Montana State University. I am. I am. Both my bachelor's and master's are out of Montana State, and I was uh, with Montana Extension for 10 years. Okay. Well, I know we're not broadcast in Montana. We're in Idaho and in Oregon, where I live and where you live, but I'm a Montana State grad, too, so whenever I come across a fellow uh, Bobcat, I have to mention it. Oh, very good. Very good. (laughs) Well, let's do this. I'd like to start off by just having you kind of introduce yourself uh, to our audience so they kind of know who you are, what you do. You already mentioned working for Montana Extension, but tell us what you do now and, you know, what your careers kind of look like. Okay, very good. So my name is Jim Lindstrom. I'm the University of Idaho Extension State 4-H Program Director. So I'm the guy that spends a tremendous amount of time with personnel and budgets and trying to move our 4-H program forward in the state of Idaho. I've been with Extension for over 35 years, 10 years in Montana, five years in Arizona. Uh, I was in uh, Washington for several years and now Idaho for the last just over five. So you've had the ability through doing this working in Extension to live in some really beautiful places in the West. That's right. That's right. So did you grow up in 4-H? Were you a 4-H member when you were younger? Technically, I wasn't. I wasn't a 4-H member. I was in FFA, but came to 4-H as part of the career, and it became a a driving force of my career in extension. 
And now, what does your day-to-day look like now? So you talked about budgets and things like that. So are you are you reaching out and, and speaking with every different 4-H chapter throughout the state of Idaho and all the different leaders and helping to get things set up and instruct people? Well, a little bit different level than that. Okay. We've got faculty and staff. Uh, I've got uh, faculty on the state level that do a lot of that. But then we have faculty and staff in each county that work with volunteers and with each of the club volunteers, the club officers, and, and move our 4-H program along that way. Okay. I interact with volunteers on a state level, the State Volunteer Association, State Teen Association, that type of thing. All right. Now, I think that everybody listening probably has at least an idea of what 4-H is, or when they hear the term, uh, it rings sure. a bell. But if you could, tell us, if somebody came up to you and said, hey, what is 4-H, what would your answer be? Well... 4-H is a, has a long history of, uh, and we've evolved over time. At one time, we were very specific in teaching adults agricultural and home economic skills because you could pull their kids together into a club and teach about some of the pieces that would help uh, agriculture, for example, become profitable. Those were corn clubs. That's how we cut our teeth. But then we've evolved, and we've become more and more of a positive youth development organization Mm -hmm. throughout the country. We're uh, probably, well, we are the largest youth development organization, and we're sponsored through Congress, USDA, NIFA, land-grant universities. But the most important thing about 4-H is that we meet local needs, local needs for youth and youth development in those very rural, isolated communities, as well as the urban, urban centers. So each club can kind of define what's needed there in their community and, and tailor what's offered to the youth based on that? Sure, sure. So, and with our, in Idaho, for example, we have over 200 different types of projects that youth can take. And I don't expect every kid in 4-H to take a pig to the county fair, but that's a big thing for us. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very visual. That's what most people think of when they think of 4-H. Our largest enrollment is with nutrition programs, teaching kids in schools and community centers and after school about foods and nutrition and some of that really basic preparation piece so they can feed themselves. Now, and I think that's one of the things to, to talk about with the 4-H is that, you know, it started out focused on farming and agriculture, but now it expands out in many different directions. Oh, you bet. You bet. So we do pieces with STEM. We've got a large robotics program in Idaho. We offer all of the first Lego League robotics tournaments sponsored through 4-H. There's just so many things you can do and that parents can get their youth involved in and that whole aspect of youth leadership structure that uh, you can be engaged with with 4-H. You know, we, have a, we had a young man that talked about what he learned in 4-H and he said, the good thing is, is that I learned about leadership right now. When I was eight years old, I mm-hmm. got to be the the recreation leader of my club. And he said, that was a huge responsibility at being eight. But the skills I learned right then were huge in organization, leading people, mm-hmm. all of those pieces that are so important, especially today. Yeah, you know, for parents out there listening who don't have livestock or are not involved or maybe not even living in a rural area, if they're looking for a positive place for their kids to learn great skills, leadership skills, and all of that, 4-H is open to them as well. Oh, very much so. And it, uh, we pride ourselves that it's an open, safe place for all kids, and uh, it uh, doesn't matter where you live. 
Yeah. And we would love to engage you as a as a volunteer and help us with uh, with that mission of engaging kids throughout the throughout the state. Well, I'll tell you what, that's a great segue. I've got to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, I want to ask you about those volunteers, okay? Great. Thanks. You already know that Honda makes some of the most reliable, fuel-efficient cars on the planet, but that's just as true for Honda lawnmowers. The best thing about a Honda mower is it's a Honda, which means exclusive features like the 4-in-1 twin-blade cutting system that results in finer clippings for either bagging or when mulching, actually feeding your lawn with important nutrients. And it also means a highly fuel-efficient engine that's easier on the environment while you're sprucing up your environment. Plus, depending on the model, Honda residential mowers come with either a 3- or 5-year limited warranty. Shop Honda at select D&B Supply stores in eastern Oregon and southern Idaho. This spring before you get down to dirty work, head over to DMB Supply because this is the season for mudslinging and muckraking and you need garden boots that stand their ground. No soggy feet here. We stock the best and the brightest garden boots and clogs in great patterns and styles from Western Chief, Muck Boots, Bogs, Noble Outfitters and more. Get out there without getting your feet wet and pick up a pair of garden boots or clogs at your favorite DMB. All right, Jim. Well, now that we're back, I wanted to ask you, we kind of touched on volunteers before we took our break, but who is it that makes the 4-H work? Well, we can't do 4-H without volunteers. In Idaho, we have over 4,000 certified volunteers. And so to be a volunteer, there's an application process and a background check and training that's required. As I mentioned earlier, 4-H is a safe place for all kids, and we need to make sure we know who's working with our kids. But volunteers are engaged on many levels. Some run their own club. Some teach a specific project. Some are episodic volunteers, and so they help us with judging contests Mm -hmm. or public speaking it depends on what their skills are, what they, how much they would like to be involved. Sometimes folks will start doing one thing and all of a sudden they'll get bit by it and then they're back. And it's not uncommon for folks to volunteer for many years. And we have incidences in Idaho where we have multi-generation families volunteering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Matter of fact, uh, we see that uh, right here in my daughter's club. You bet. So 4,000 volunteers in the state of Idaho, and then I was reading on the national website, 500,000 volunteers throughout the nation. I mean, that's really impressive. That, that is huge. And we can't, we can't deliver a program without the volunteer base. We know and appreciate that. We, we love our volunteers. Well, those are some impressive volunteer numbers. Now, how about members? How many members do we have in Idaho? So we're at over 15,000 4-H club members. And so by federal statute, we can deliver 4-H in five different methods. One is clubs, and that's what most people think of us as. Mm -hmm. But we also do in-school and out-of-school 4-H programs. We do special events and camps, both day camp and residential camps. Mm -hmm. So 15,000 roughly 4-H club members in the state. We reached over 70,000 kids this last year. Wow through 4-H programs. And that's just here in Idaho? That's just Idaho. Wow, fantastic. And I mean, spread across the nation. Well, looking at the stats I have here, over 6 million people, excuse me, members involved in 4-H in one way or another throughout the nation. You bet. Wow, impressive. Now, is there a curriculum or like a set of classes that a member must take when they join? Uh, you know, there really isn't. It's, it's self-determined. They determine what they want to study. Like I mentioned earlier, we have over 200 projects in Idaho, and some kids get, find that spark in maybe showing sheep 
or raising sheep. Mm-hmm. Others find that spark that's going to drive them forward with something else. It may be, maybe rockets, or now we've got a lot of interest with drone programs. Mm-hmm. So it's that spark that engages kids. They work with adults that care about them in a safe environment. And in reality, that's where magic happens. Kids grow, they learn, they develop leadership skills, they learn about public speaking. And long term, it's that whole piece of being contributing members of society. And so like when a parent approaches you or, or uh, a new chapter approaches you or something like that, and they say, you know, what do we tell people? You know, why, why join 4-H? What are the benefits to the young men and women who grow up and they've been 4-H members? What do you tell them? I, I really look for examples. And uh, in every community throughout the state, throughout the nation, we have 4-H members that are alum that are in leadership roles. You know, there was a study a few years ago put out by Tufts University regarding 4-H, and they showed that 4-H members long-term are the the folks that run for school board, Mm -hmm. that uh, volunteer in their communities, and they do it at an ever-increasing number above their peers that weren't in 4-H. It's a great study, but it's a great testament to why you'd want to get your kids involved in 4-H. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the emphasis of 4-H is being involved in the community and and kind of giving back in that sense, right? You bet. We expect that there's a service component in in every club that within the state and the nation. So they're engaged in some aspect of service within the community. Now, how are how are universities like the University of Idaho involved? Why is 4-H incorporated through our land grant universities? So uh, when Congress uh, authorized 4-H, the the name and emblem, they delegated that to uh, USDA, and USDA NIFA is the organization that 4-H falls under. NIFA then in turn delegates that responsibility to the Langrat University as part of the extension system. So 4-H is uh, in every every state, every county, we hope in every community in the nation, Mm -hmm. but it's delegated with a direct line. And so anytime you see the 4-H Clover, the university's involved. And that's important because it shows that what we do is research-based. It's just not the whim of someone. It's that we have research-based project information and that our processes of youth development pass that stamp of approval of of being research-based. Now, for for a parent who's listening to this right now or a grandparent or aunt or uncle or whoever, and they're saying, wow, I would really like to get my son, my daughter involved in 4-H. This sounds like a place for them to be. What should they do? So you call your local extension office, and uh, those are tied to county government in most cases. Many places have it under the name 4-H in the phone book or under the name of University of Idaho Extension, if you're in Idaho. Mm -hmm. And uh, you just call them and say, I'd like to get my kids involved. Uh, How do I do it? And when you think about it, we're, we're in summer. And so every place is offering summer program. Maybe it's not going to be a club right now because many clubs have been going for several months now. Mm-hmm. As they're getting prepared, uh, the fair is a big celebration of project completion for us. And so, and that's really tied to club, club projects and that club model. So you can be involved in summer, with summer activities, and then they'll help you get into a club in the fall as we start the new 4-H year. And then for somebody out there listening who uh, is, is saying, well, I've got this skill, and I think it would be great to teach kids, and they'd like to get vetted, and they'd like to find out if what they have to offer would be of use, should they go through their local extension service as well? 
Oh, exactly. Exactly. Just call and say, you know, I'm really interested in volunteering in 4-H. What's available? How do I get involved? Awesome. Most places have monthly classes or orientation. They can get you started with the paperwork and get you uh, certified. It's really important for a safe place, again, that we do all those background checks. But uh, we can just go forward with that. Well, Jim, as, as we're doing this episode and I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about people who've been involved in 4-H. I guess you could call them alumni. And they might be hearing this and it might be kind of reigniting that spark you keep talking about. If, if that's happening, what's open to them? Oh, a tremendous amount of pieces. So we ask alumni and, and all folks to give, uh, to give in many different ways. Their time, volunteer, their, their talents. What can you share with youth or your treasures? Uh, while we are uh, tied to a land-grant university and county governments, we still run the program on donations. So there's lots of room for, for alumni to re-engage with the program, and we welcome that. Well, Jim, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you very much for what you do. And, and from all, everybody involved in 4-H, which is my family, like so many others, we really do appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Appreciate the call. All right, everybody. We will be right back with Debbie Lauber. D&B knows you've got a long summer in store with work to do at home by day and rodeos to see at night. Luckily, D&B Supply carries a brand of clothing that can do it all, and that's Wrangler. Wrangler Apparel is known to feel good in the saddle, work hard on the ranch, and give you a stylish western look out on the town. It's versatile clothing that gets it done. For quality clothes steeped in western heritage, round up some Wrangler for the family at your favorite D&B Supply. This is Bill's yard, and Bill's a grill master, not a grass expert. Still, he won't let weeds invade his backyard barbecue kingdom. And with Scott's Turf Builder Weed and Feed, Bill can clear out weeds, green up his lawn, and hold his spatula high. Because Scott's Weed Grip formula is twice as effective on dandelions as it used to be. This is a Scott's yard. Pick up Scott's Weed and Feed today. Debbie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on with me today. Thank you so much for having me, Matt. Hey, you bet. And, you know, I want to say thank you again to you just for everything that you do with 4-H. And and we're going to talk about this here coming up in a second. But just to explain to everybody, as we wanted to, we wanted to profile 4-H in this episode, I was trying to think of what could we do to really profile it and talk about how it works. And, man, you kept coming to mind just because of the activities that I've been able to be part of with my daughter in, in the Caveman Critters. That's our 4-H chapter out here in CUNA. And especially doing the concessions and selling pop and candy and things like that at the Snake River Stampede. Every year we've done it. You've been coordinating that and you've been working tirelessly. And then I see you at the Canyon County Fair every year when we're there for that week when my daughter is showing her sheep. And I thought you could really give us some insight into a person who works tirelessly for 4-H and then everything that goes into it behind the scenes to make it work for all of these young men and young women. So uh, I really do appreciate everything you do, and I wanted to make sure and say thank you for that before before I got too deep into the interview. Well, thank you so much. Uh, it's my pleasure. The 4-H Youth Development Program is a wonderful program, and I've seen so many lives impacted by the life skills that the youth have gained and the teamwork. And so that's what keeps me going is just knowing that the impact we're making on producing productive uh, life skills in youth that become great citizens. And a lot of them turn around and get back to the program. Absolutely. Now, how long have you been doing this and, and what is your current position? Well, currently, as a volunteer, I am a 37-year 4-H volunteer. 
I got into the program right after I graduated from high school. And so I currently am not associated with a 4-H club in particular, except for my grandkids are in the primetime 4-H club, which is a family club. But I was the volunteer organizational leader of the Saddle Shrimps 4-H club for 20 years. And I retired from that club in 2010 with 65 members and over 140 projects each year. I then thought my involvement was going to decrease, but it hasn't. And that's great because I love staying involved. So currently I lead swine, uh, the swine project to a small amount of youth from a couple different clubs. And I lead a foods project every year. And I have anywhere from nine to 13 young ladies that kind of follow me and, uh, we, we do a great foods project, and we have a lot of fun, and I enjoy that. And I also am sewing currently with about seven 4-H members, also from various clubs. Along with that, then I also uh, have the opportunity to train new volunteers that are coming into the 4-H program. And I have taken on the mentorship role where I am there for them, to guide them, to give them uh, ideas to maybe learn from uh, what they're doing and not from my mistakes that I made over the years. Uh-huh. So I just keep involved. I love to volunteer. I'm one of the co-chairs of the Snake River Stampede Concessions. We have a wonderful partnership with the Snake River Stampede Rodeo Board, and they are just strong, wonderful, positive supporters of 4-H. And so as you mentioned, uh, we have the opportunity to fundraise money during the Snake River Stampede. Myself, my husband, Tim, Jessica Morford, and a few others come alongside me, and we manage about 80 to 90 volunteers per performance. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for the 4-H youth, the 4-H parents, the 4-H volunteers, we wouldn't be successful. I give the credit to them. But we sell concessions in a booth to the rodeo fans. And then we also hawk out into the audience to the rodeo fans. Yeah. I've, I've been able to participate in that for a few years. And of course we always get our pep talk from you before we start. (laughs) And uh, it's always really positive, really motivational. I mean, I can tell how much you care about this organization and all the different clubs in 4-H in and around the Valley that we get to deal with. Debbie, let's take one more break, and then when we come back, I've got more questions for you about everything that you do with 4-H. Know how to power through your to-do list of home improvement projects with the extensive line of power tools from Steel, available at D&B Supply. From legendary chainsaws and industry-leading construction tools to powerful blowers and dependable trimmers like the FS38 Grass Trimmer, available at D&B for just $129.95. Steel tools are designed for reliability and built for the long haul. Get your motor running for whatever project comes your way and pick up steel power tools at your favorite D&B Supply. At D&B Supply, we believe happiness comes from the inside out, especially when it comes to our pets. So give them Hill Science Diet for many happy wags and purrs. Using only high-quality ingredients, Hill Science Diet is expertly crafted for lifelong health with formulas for every age, size, and special nutritional requirements from joint care, oral health, and weight management, it's the number one choice of vets to feed their pets. Keep your pet happy, go lucky, and pick up Hill Science Diet at D&B. Well, Debbie, now that we're back, just within our listening audience here, we've got a ton of 4-H clubs that 
are all doing similar things to keep themselves going and to give back to the community all the way from Twin Falls to Pendleton, Oregon. So uh, it takes people like you to make it work, doesn't it? Well, it does take somebody to be in charge. And I guess I just have a passion for having the fundraising opportunity because we are supporting youth through the Canyon County 4-H Council. All the proceeds go to the Canyon County 4-H Council, and we are supporting youth, adults, and uh, volunteers to go to educational events or attend 4-H camp. Last year, the Canyon County 4-H Council funded over $16,000 in scholarships for 4-H camp, 4-H Know Your Government, ambassador training, robotics competition. We even had a couple go to the World Pork Expo, lamb camps, swine camps. So these youth that are earning these funds are then turning around and benefiting from the proceeds. And we're just delighted that they're attending all these educational events. Mm -hmm. Along with the Snake River Stampede concessions, there's the Snake River Stampede partners with us for our Buckaroo Breakfast, which happens the Monday and Tuesday before Rodeo Week. And uh, personally, I'm not highly involved with that because of the responsibility I have with the rodeo, Mm -hmm. you know, working all day and then turning around and supporting the rodeo and managing that. But these wonderful opportunities are great and the partnership is wonderful. And, uh, but I give all the credit to those that come and work. That's great. And so uh, for anybody who does come and, and attend the Snake River Stampede, which is a fantastic rodeo, they're going to see people with 4-H aprons on working in the uh, concessions on the west side of the building. And then, of course, they're going to see parents and 4-H club members as well walking around and holding trays of, of cold drinks or pushing trays with candy and drinks and things like that on it. If people that are going to the Snake River Stampede, if they choose to buy their water, their soda pop, their candy, whatever it may be, from the people that are in the 4-H aprons, where is that money going? Well, that money goes to the 4-H Council. And then through the 4-H Council, we have an operating budget every year where we uh, support scholarships, like I mentioned Uh earlier. We uh, have a recognition of our volunteers each year, and so we support funds there. We've even gone as far as now. We are supporting youth that can't afford to go to camp, that maybe um, have needs, financial needs. We are now even funding scholarships for youth that do not even have anything to do with the 4-H program, but they can apply because we want all youth to benefit from 4-H. And so they're going to our 4-H camp, which is up in Donnelly, uh, 4-H Adventure Camp. Mm -hmm. And we have a website. If you're interested, you do not have to be in 4-H to attend 4-H Adventure Camp. But we have gone so far to support that. We have volunteers that uh, go to national trainings, state trainings, and we're just helping fund travel and travel expenses. We also purchase promotion items for 4-H through the council. And then we have a kit that people that are going to public events can check out our kit and promote 4-H. So we have a big budget and we enjoy giving the money back to the youth. Livestock awards during fair, judging awards. We're just sponsoring whatever we can using that money, giving it back to those that are uh, helping earn it. I'll tell you what, let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, I want to talk to you about 
what seems to be the culmination of the 4-H season, but you can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but that'll be the county fair. Good values come naturally here at D&B Supply. Take Blue Buffalo, a healthy, holistic pet food now on sale during the D&B Truckload Pet Food Sale from February 7th to the 13th. Get $5 off 15-pound bags of Blue Buffalo dry cat food and $7 off 24-pound bags of Blue Buffalo dry dog food. In addition, you'll save at least 10% on all other pet foods store-wide. So get in on some great values and come out to the truckload pet food sale this February at D&B. You wear jeans, but you live in Levi's. At D&B Supply, we've got a pair to fit you just right. Iconic and hardworking, Levi's are legendary. Worn by cowboys, rock stars, and everyday people, we carry different washes, styles, and sizes for both men and women. These jeans are ready for anything your day brings, from working outside to a night on the town. The Denim Legacy lives on every time you put them on. So pick up some Levi's at D&B. Well, Debbie, now that we're back, I want to talk to you about the fair. And of course, everybody listening to this, uh, there's a different county fair that they're attending and fine county fairs all over the place. The one that I happen to get to go to every year is the Canyon County Fair, which is here in Caldwell, Idaho. And I always see you there. And I wanted to ask you, how many hours are you putting in during that week to support everything that's going on around 4-H and, and helping out there at the fair? Well, typically, I could talk about earlier, the Snake River Stampede fundraiser. We are at that event from Tuesday to Saturday. Then Sunday's a little break. And then we start as a team here in my office with the Canyon County Fair on the Monday following the rodeo. And typically a week for myself is 80 plus hours. Some of that is volunteer and a lot of that is work responsibility. Mm -hmm. We have a wonderful team in our office. We have our 4-H extension educator, Carrie Johnson, who brings a lot of experience dealing with fairs. And Tina Holmquist, our 4-H program coordinator. And then we have a couple other uh, office staff, Debbie Lee and Diana, that come. And so it takes a team effort. But typically, about 80 hours on Monday is our Family Consumer Sciences Miscellaneous Project check-in, mm-hmm. where we practice check in all those projects. And then Tuesday morning starts early with our swine weigh-in. Typically, they're about 5.30, 5.45, and we weigh in a couple hundred head of hogs. And then it just snowballs from one thing to the next, to award ceremonies, to other livestock weigh-ins, managing the 4-H fair office, answering questions, putting on two award shows, uh, announcing the swine show, uh, entering the results. It's just a one thing after another week of getting it all accomplished. And uh, it's a busy week, but it's also rewarding and fun. And the relationships with the 4-H parents and the FFA youth and parents. And most of the time, it's a great positive experience. And of course, when you're tired, You just go into a mode where you get it done. And so teamwork is evident, but uh, we have a great week. And then, of course, we end on Saturdays, our big market livestock sale, Mm -hmm. where our youth who have worked so hard on their animals have the opportunity to sell their animal to a lot of uh, commercial businesses and a lot of private people. And all the contributors and supporters of the sale are so appreciated so it's just a snowball. You get into the mode and you just do it. 
fair preparation in our office has already started. And it's May May 1st, our fair entry online system for the first time this year, all entries are entered online, mm-hmm. started May 1st. And so we're already working on fair. Fair actually started kind of in January for us. And uh, but now we're in the midst of it and it's going to be just one thing after another. <laughs> right up until the end of July when it comes to a close. That's exactly right. And then we all just kind of the day after fair is kind of interesting in our office because we're all like zombies, but uh, we clean up. There's cleanup and preparation to put things away, get things organized for next year. And then after fair, I head to 4-H camp as a chaperone. <laughs> well, you're certainly devoted and dedicated, and I knew you'd be a great example of that. But I know you've got to be surrounded by a ton of other volunteers as well as staff members with the University of Idaho Extension who are, are just as devoted and just as dedicated to make all this work. We are. Without our 4-H volunteers, the program would not be as successful. Of course, we have Carrie, our 4-H educator, and Tina, our our coordinator, and their passion for 4-H extends beyond their job. I personally get to work with them every day as the lead administrative assistant in the Canyon County Extension Office, and Their passion for 4-H is way beyond the paycheck. And so along with them and then all of our volunteers, we call on volunteers all the time for just so many things. And it's yes, 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 we will give back. And it's just amazing the support we get. So it is totally a team effort. Of course, we really appreciate the Canyon County Fair staff and the manager, Diana Center, they do a tremendous job. They do so much for the 4-H and FFA youth that is not ever recognized from awards to judges to getting the fairgrounds ready. And so it's this big, huge team of people. And what's been interesting is we hire a 4-H fair aid every year, Mm -hmm. and typically it's a 4-H or FFA youth that has either gone through the program and fair or is still involved. And they, at the end of the fair season, they just look at us and go, I had no idea so much went into this. I just show up and enter my animal and show. Mm -hmm. And they were just shocked that what takes place to, to get the fair going and have it be successful. Yeah, that's right. And from your standpoint, of course, starting on May 1st and, and everything that goes into it. And then from the from the members, we have my daughter's lamb here now. And of course, she starts working with it already, feeding it, going to sheep practice and, and learning more about showing and practicing and getting ready to show it in the ring, all, all for that one you know, set of three to four days where she's down there at the fair working and all the parents and all the volunteers are there. And it all culminates in that sale. And, you know, for anybody listening who has gone to the fair, because everybody likes to go to the fair and they've they've walked through the barns to look at the animals and stuff like that. And maybe they've been there on Saturday and they've seen the auction going on, but they don't maybe understand what's going on. There are businesses from all throughout the Treasure Valley, and I'm sure to any county fair within the range of our voices right now, it's the same way, 
where these businesses are showing up and they're buying these animals from these kids and supporting what they're doing so they can go on. And a lot of these kids are paying for college this way. A lot of these kids are getting job skills and, and education through this. And uh, it's the community coming together really for the benefit of all these kids. It sure is. And, you know, these kids, like you said, your daughter has her lamb now and she's starting to work with it and train it. They put a lot of time and effort into their project. It takes dedication and commitment. And that's what we're producing is youth that have been responsible for something other than themselves. And they have put so much time and work and effort into it. And the 4-H year starts October 1st and runs through September 30th. So a lot of these youth have been working on projects since October 1st because we have shooting sports and family consumer science projects, aerospace, robotics, food, sewing. And the hours I spend with the youth sewing is a tremendous amount. One, One young lady last year, Kayla, 24 meetings, sewing meetings to get her project work done. And so uh, just a lot of meetings, a lot of time. And so that is a way that they can be rewarded, especially those that are in the market livestock sale, is to have uh, buyers and the public come out and support them by purchasing their animals. And a lot of times if you purchase that animal for custom, which you're going to take it home and consume it yourself, you're getting a very good well-fed animal that you're going to really enjoy that meat. Absolutely. And those these kids' heart and soul have gone into these animals, so it's a great place to purchase your meat. I mean, where are you ever going to purchase uh, you know, livestock for your own consumption that has such a positive impact on the other end? That's exactly right. Well, Debbie, thank you so much for what you do, for the countless hours that you, all of the people that you work with, and all of the volunteers that you help to train and coordinate do uh, it is a fantastic event. We're always left with a big smile on our face, although we're tired too at the end of the fair, but nothing compared to all of you. So thank you very much for what you do. And thank you for coming on and sharing a little bit about that with us today. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. And if you're interested in learning more about the 4-H program, especially in Canyon County, you can call 208 208- Four five nine six zero zero three, and we would be glad to try to place you in a club. And also, Canyon County 4-H is always in need of additional volunteers. So if you care about youth and are interested in becoming a volunteer, please call that number as well. We would be glad to welcome you on board and get you through the certification process. Great. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us today, and here is to you and your pursuit of the country lifestyle, however you define it. For the DNB Show, I'm Matt Breckwald.